Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. This is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 12 is in the books, Wiz, and uh, it's playoff crunch time in fantasy football. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, doing well. Uh, getting down to the nitty-gritty of the uh, last few games of the regular season, and uh, fantasy football playoffs will be starting in a couple of weeks, so... Uh, Depending on what your situation is, uh, if you have to really scramble these last two weeks, um, that's one situation. And uh, if you feel pretty secure about a playoff spot, maybe you're thinking about uh, the playoff weeks. And uh, I think we're going to try and help people uh, no matter what their situation is. Yeah, I think uh, the, the one thing that really does uh, not bode well in terms of fantasy football is the fact that the NFL has six teams on a bye in week 14. So if you are trying to make the playoffs, uh, that's complicated. There's only two teams off this week, and that's Carolina and Arizona, so it's a, a little bit easier to deal with. Uh, there's a number of injuries. There's potential changes uh, afoot in terms of uh, players maybe starting to get rested towards the end of the year, especially if teams are out of it. They want to take a look at some personnel. I think that's the topic of discussion in Green Bay right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still wants to give it a go, but the Packers are 1-7 in their last eight games. Uh, they have swiftly moved out of the playoff discussion in the NFC, and you know, maybe they want to take a jo- look at Jordan Love. So so there's a lot of complicated issues. I- I'll tell you what, Wiz, you know, I- it's just been amazing to me. Um, n- nothing has been more shocking to me than, than the fall of Russell Wilson uh, and the Denver Broncos. How much of that is uh, a-, a-, a fact that the the NFL, the coach of that team is not NFL ready in terms of his coaching abilities as a head coach, and that's Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, the Denver Broncos are on their way to scoring 14 points per game. It would be the lowest offensive output by any team since the year 2000. Uh, they only have 15 touchdowns this year. It's just been, and, and Wilson just doesn't look right. The stuff going on with his teammates, uh, the lack of respect, there was a lot of stories around Melvin Gordon and his release. Uh, it's just been unbelievable to watch uh, the decline and something that you and I definitely did not see coming this year. No, it's funny because we were uh, in a draft where we're partners and uh, it's a uh, it's a super flex league. And, you know, the, the idea is to try and get two good quarterbacks. And we were all set to pick Russell Wilson and uh, he was picked, um, I think, either one pick before us or two picks before us. And we were kind of disgruntled over that, and uh, we ended up taking Joe Burrow, and uh, it uh, couldn't have worked out better for us. No, and, uh, you know, even in our in our league that that, that, that we're in together, uh, very competitive league, uh, yes, it had to do with timing of the player coming out, but Russell Wilson went for more money than any other quarterback in an auction format. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. That is very true. So speaking of quarterbacks, Let's get into uh, week 13. Yeah, we're going to do that, uh, but I do, I, I do want to make one point, though, about the De- – yep. do you realize, uh, you know, with Denver's demise and also we've talked a lot about the Ram demise, right now the Lions are holding on to the Rams draft pick. That's from, the, that's from that trade with Matthew Stafford. That's currently the third pick in the draft, and the Seattle Seahawks are holding on to the fourth pick of the draft. I don't think anybody saw that coming, but uh, just, just amazing the way things end up turning up. Yeah, the Lions uh, have got to feel just so good about their future with how hard they're playing, how competitive they're playing. And that's all without Jamison Williams, who uh, I feel, uh, along with Chris Olave, was the, the two best rookie wide receivers coming out of the draft. And uh, 
they'll have, have him for maybe a few games this year, but uh, a full goal for next year, and they very well may have a uh, a quarterback that could uh, throw the ball uh, deep to him next year with that uh, early pick that they'll be having uh, at this year's draft. So, yep. no uh, doubt, a lot a lot of good stuff for the Lions, I think, uh, upcoming. All right, so par- pardon me for uh, interrupting there, but go ahead, uh, take us out. Quarterback this week, as I mentioned, uh, two teams off: Carolina and Arizona uh, for teams that are using. Uh, 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 Kyla Murray, uh, there definitely could be some options here on the waiver wire. Was yeah, I'm going to assume that Deshaun Watson was picked up in every single league. Uh, you know, people, I'm sure that nobody's waited until uh, the very week he's coming back. But uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a guy that coming off a of bye and hasn't been great. So um, he was just spectacular in that comeback win against the Ravens. Uh, Mike White looked like. Uh, Boy, just uh, gave gave the Jets just a, a completely different look, and they looked a lot better. I mean, we'll see what happens as they pay, play better teams. So I'm not going to overreact because they played the Bears, but they just had a different look to them. Um, so Mike White, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jared Goff is just someone that could be on their list. Uh, Marcus Mariota with his – uh, ability to run as well, and you know maybe if you have a good matchup, Kenny Pickett looked pretty good in the game uh, on Monday night last night against the Colts, uh, playing the Falcons this week. So uh, that's kind of like what I how I see the quarterback free agents. Uh, any anything else? Yeah, I can't disagree. First of all, Pickett made some great throws yesterday. Uh, running the ball too uh, has the ability. I think uh, going back to to Trevor Lawrence, that was definitely his best game as a pro. Uh, couple of phenomenal plays late in that game. Him and Zay Jones connecting on a bunch of throws in that game. He, he was terrific. Um, the thing about Mike White, Wiz, I, I would say this, two, twofold, right? Eddie Jackson going down in that game, the Bears' best defender. They're already without their star uh, rookie safety uh, in addition to that. So they were banged up. But the fact of the matter is, Wiz, that game was played in pretty much a downfall, a, a, a downpour the entire game. Uh, so I'm very impressed with White did and, and – uh, I picked him up in one league uh, last week. I'm very happy I did that, but I I, I, I can't fault any of that. Um, even Tannehill, who's been picking up the passing game as well, m- might be an option out there at quarterback also. All righty. Would you uh, give us some thoughts on uh, any running backs that could uh, be available and uh, um, tell us what you uh, – maybe you want to stick with the Jets when uh... – when you're starting out a running back as well. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that Jets situation. I don't know what to make of the fact that here's a team that traded for James Robinson, who, by the way, started out the season on a very high note with the Jaguars, ends up getting traded after Brees Hall gets hurt. So fast forward to last week, and he was inactive. Uh, Very puzzling for sure. A couple of guys, uh, one who most people and who was rostered in zero leagues, and that's Zonovan Knight, who, who was excellent. Uh, Ty Johnson, who we've spoken about before on this podcast, certainly more of the pass-catching option. The one good thing with Carter Wiz and in this game against the Vikings coming up is it's a low ankle sprain, so we'll have to watch that practice uh, once practice gets going on Wednesday to see what his activity is. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I favored Knight over over Johnson a little bit because just in terms of the usage in this particular game. Uh, but I am curious if this particular game, Robinson is made active or not. I, I don't know what's behind that decision. So uh, that, that's what I'm looking at. Running back, I think equally puzzling, and I'm never going to draft a San Francisco 49ers running back again. I have complete 
I am completely scarred from the last two seasons. Uh, right now, you got McCaffrey, who's a little bit banged up. Elijah Mitchell hurts his other knee, and he's out for another six to eight weeks. That's the last time I, I will ever roster Elijah Mitchell. Um, you got Jordan Mason there. Uh, there's some talk about Tevin Coleman, who, who did actually contribute um, the last time that, that Mitchell went down. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Etienne went down last week during the game. He kind of sloughed it off, but they are off in week week 14. So do they do something with Jermichael Hasty um, this this upcoming week? That remains to be seen. I think in Pittsburgh, you got to keep an eye on what's going on with Najee Harris after the injury, combination of Benny Snell and, and McFarlane yesterday. Um, and the one thing that I was shocked at, Wiz, and we've talked a lot about this, um, I'm not going to mention Kieran Williams because we've covered that the last two weeks, but Alexander Madison is rostered in only 35% of the league's if you're going to the playoffs and you have Dalvin Cook, you have to have Alexander Madison on your roster. I think that number is just way too high uh, for him to be not be rostered in 65% of leagues. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, you want to kind of secure guys. If, you know, you're going to the fantasy football playoffs, um, if you're in a different type of situation, you need to take a stab maybe at some guys. Yeah, I think all of the guys you mentioned, I'm very curious to see what goes on with San Francisco because there's a real familiarity between Shanahan and, and Kevin Coleman. They, they, there's just, you know, a, a real, a real trust there that he has with Kevin Coleman. So I don't know what that's going to look like. I know the 49ers have to be, kicking themselves to making that trade, trade trading Jeff Wilson. Uh, they could desperately use him now, but, um, you know, so by the way, they're going to be, like, fa- they're going to be facing him this week as well. They're going to be facing him this week. Yeah. So McCaffrey's kind of bang. It's, it's just, it's just a precarious situation. You got to kind of take a stab at some of these situations with the jets. Uh, Zonovan Bam Knight from uh, the NC state Wolfpack. He looked good. He he looked like he was uh, running with a purpose. So him and him and Ty Johnson both are interesting. If Carter misses the game, uh, when the moves uh, you know are you have to make in your league, I'm not sure how much clarity there's going to be on some of these situations. So you don't but, think uh, uh, you don't think Robinson potentially could be activated if there's no Carter? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not throwing. I'm not removing that from the equation. I, yeah. I mean, I think anything is in play. It's why it really makes this thing for a real brain buster on what to do with the 49ers situation, the uh, Steelers situation, the Jets situation. I mean, ideally you want to be able to grab someone if you're in trouble at running back uh, going into these last couple of weeks, especially with the week 14, uh, so many teams on a bye week. So um, it's very difficult to do when there's not going to be much real clarity come Wednesday and Thursday, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. All right. Well, how about a wide receiver was, what are you looking at there? I have a feeling the number one wide receiver on all free agent pickups this week is going to be Zay Jones, who was off a bye week, was had some quiet games and then just exploded in the game against the Ravens. Um, he's probably going to be clearly the number one guy. I'm um, assuming that Traylon Burks, was probably rostered going, you know, be after after last week's moves, but he would be uh, certainly on that list. I think I, I know I find myself in this group about Mac Collins, where 
it's almost like difficult to believe that this can continue, continue like this, but it has been. So I think, you know, I want to say Mac Holland is going to be on that list, but, uh, and then you have some other guys who I just feel in a lot of leagues, a player like Isaiah McKenzie has been rostered free agent, Isaiah uh, rostered free agent. I kind of think it's time to roster him again. And the same thing for Sky Moore. So, uh, those are the those are the main guys uh, that I'm looking at. Yeah, I think uh, I think Nico Collins is still under owned as well. Wiz, I think he's owned in only like 25 percent of leagues right now. Uh, Julio Jones has seemed to wo- have woken up. He seems to be a little bit healthier, moving around a little bit more. I, I know you and I have never spoken too glowingly about him over the last couple of years, but uh, he looks a lot better at the moment. He's starting to contribute a little bit. Uh, Elijah Moore, as you talked about him last week, as you break the slate guy, uh, he's underowned at the moment. Uh, I think that's a situation which definitely needs to be looked at because uh, probably part of the reason why uh, he was so angry about his usage back then. So, And then the last guy I would mention with Mooney going out for the year, I, I know it's going to be challenging. I think Trevor Simeon will be the quarterback this week again for the Bears with the bye week next week coming and the Bears having that. Uh, but Chase Claypool uh, probably takes over as the main receiver in Chicago. I know it's not going to be too exciting without Justin Fields, but maybe after he comes back, there, there, there will be a little bit more incentive to own the player. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just a little dubious of what the Bears are going to do there. They have a bye week in week 14, so it really would make would not make sense to play him this week and let him sit out, you know, at least have a couple more weeks of rest. And then, you know, depending on what happens in those games, are they going to bring the guy back who has, you know, a, a real injury with his not, not throwing shoulder and arm and you're going to risk something else happening to him when the kind of season's over to there. So I'm a little dubious, but man, if, if, if he was out there, I knew that for sure. Uh, Chase Claypool being the number one receiver <clears throat> is certainly uh, an interesting player as well as uh, Zay Jones, who uh, just looked terrific uh, along with uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, yesterday on Sunday. All right. And uh, moving on to tight end, Wiz, uh, you know, I think the Jet tight end uh, right now, well, interesting this past week, both both Uzuma and uh, and Tyler Conklin were on the field pretty much for the same amount of time. They each got three targets. I prefer Conklin here. The Jet tight end becomes a more interesting play with a quarterback that can actually hit the receiver. Uh, so I like that player. Uh, Jelani Woods last night had a monster game. Uh, Kyler Granson was out. Mo Alley Cox uh, looks like he's running around with cement shoes out there. So Jelani Woods is the more interesting option. Um, and not the prettiest pass attack uh, in the Indianapolis Colts, but I think m- more of the interesting guy. Um, the one thing I did notice this past week was is that uh, Cameron Brait was more involved at tight end. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's going to be available in almost every league because Otten was the guy that was picked up instead. Um, so those are the guys that I'm looking at. Forster Moreau also probably could still be out there. We still have no uh, Darren Waller uh, with, with the Raiders. And I think if you're a Tyler Higby owner, which I am in one league, I think you have to start thinking. About, I mean, Tyler Higby didn't even go out for passes. And right now the situation at quarterback for the Rams, especially if it's Perkins quarterbacking, is a complete disaster. So... A guy who started out on fire to start the year is pretty much a non-story in fantasy right now. Yeah, can you imagine when the season started, you know, for the Rams and they got Allen Robinson, who's supposed to, you know, be a great complimentary receiver, and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and Tyler Higby, and then they got that one-two punch of Cam Akers and Henderson, and is week 13, and 
maybe the best fantasy player on the Rams at this point is Kieran Williams. I mean, things take such a crazy turn and twist. I agree with you that unless, you know, Stafford's going to play, you know, I, I just think that Higby is really kind of rendered useless. Um, Foster Moreau is a talented player and his snap count is 100%. Um, that equals a pickup above all others. Evan Ingram may be along the same lines with Lawrence and, um, and uh, Jay Jones, that players that were available because they were off a bye week. Uh, but Evan Ingram being part of that offense, uh, someone else. And uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts on, on a buddy of yours, your old buddy Hunter Henry, who seemed to really wake up. He had his best game of the year. He's kind of like still in a 50-50 snap count with Jonas Smith. Uh, you think Hunter Henry could be a viable option these last handful of weeks? I have no problem with Hunter Henry being looked at. I, absolutely not. And I, I don't like the usage. Uh, I don't think that I don't think the Patriots necessarily make use of the players' talents. I think especially with Devontae Parker not a hundred percent. I know Aguilar will make a big play here or there. The most consistent guy in that wide receiver group is definitely Jacoby Myers, but they should be throwing the ball a lot more to both of the tight ends, but I think Hunter Henry's the better option. So I, I, could, I would definitely be looking at Hunter Henry here uh, in the home stretch. Mac Jones definitely has comfort with that player. I, one other player who I would mention, Wiz, who's been out for about five weeks with, a, with an eye socket uh, that got fractured a number of weeks ago, and that's Bellinger, who definitely became the number one passing option at tight end for the Giants. And with the Giants being so thin at receiver, I, I can see that resuming very quickly. Uh, so Bellinger would be a guy. I'd be looking at too is you love these giant players I mean if you found out Jeremy Shockey was going to unretire and play this week you would recommend him I mean you you, you love that team and uh, yeah I mean they want to throw the ball to the tight end and uh, he had some good games so uh, let's see if he could get back and, uh, and, and, and help them in the middle of the field where uh, the Giants really don't seem to have anyone no, and I'll tell you what, was just just talking football here, that, that's all I have to say about waiver wire pickups. I think one offense that just does not look right to me, you know, they lost this past week. I think I mentioned it. I believe I faded the player this week, and that's Lamar Jackson, um, who since the first three weeks of the season has really tailed off. But they were unable to put the ball in the end zone on a number of occasions this week. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe Dobbins coming back will kind of help that run attack with a one-two combination with Edwards. But there's just such an inconsistency there. Bateman obviously is gone for the year. Uh, Demarcus Robinson has kind of stepped up in a few games here. Duvernay has kind of disappeared again. Mark Andrews has been on and off injured. But I, that, that offense just does not look right to me. I, I don't know what it is. Um, can't put my finger on it. Maybe there's some distractions with Lamar Jackson with his contract coming up. I'm not really sure. But it's a player that's really tailed off, and it's a team offense that's kind of struggled against even against Carolina the week before. Really struggled to put up points. Um, and, and, last, and this past week it cost him uh, against Jacksonville. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I was looking back at it. You, you faded Lamar Jackson. I faded Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs and, Ra and Ravens combined for eight field goals yeah. this past week, yeah. um, which is a terrific job by us, uh, you know, where those, both those quarterbacks did not put up uh, typical numbers. And uh, Mark Andrews did drop an easy touchdown, which, which cost us a fantasy football game. But that's for another – that's a, like a four-yard catch that yeah. anyone of us would have made. But, uh, but yeah, I mean – 
it's, it's the most incredible thing that a team is going to go the entire season of having a double-digit lead in every single game they played, and their record does not indicate that. And uh, it's another game where um, you really they, – they should have won, and they just uh, – you know, they, it, it's a combination of what happened in the red zone combined with that defense. And uh, just looking at some of these players, I, I just think Marcus Peters is one of the most – overrated players in the NFL along with Jalen Ramsey who do so much talking but when you watch them play every single week I don't know if they've what it is but uh, there's a lot more arguing with the refs and their own players and their coaches than they are making plays at this stage of the game Oh, so, Jalen, uh, Jalen Ramsey got completely schooled by uh, Ty, uh, uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey <laughs> yeah that was, that was that was a thing of beauty that, that really was and Marcus Peters uh, is, you know, telling everyone that would listen that Marvin Jones uh, did not catch that ball in bounds was pretty funny too. Uh, you know, when 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 that was a touchdown to uh, right before the uh, the Jags uh, went for the two points to win the game. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it plays out. But uh, this is a really interesting week of free agents for many many reasons and. Uh, Boy, I think it's going to be real difficult to make heads or tails of this when I think most leagues have their waiver wire process Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And as we're doing this, you know, there are some leagues that have Tuesday waivers, and uh, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do other other than guess at this point. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. All right. Well, very good, Wiz. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be covering... some of the Thursday night action, and we're going to have to do some early stuff because I'm not around till Sunday morning, so we wanted to get some stuff out there for the weekend. So we'll be doing our, our wagering podcast as well. So make sure you're listening to Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And Wiz, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good evening. Yeah, you do the same. Thanks.